Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Best of All. Tonight we bring you a special program in the holiday spirit, starring Skitch Henderson, Shannon Boland, Jack Haskell, and the Texter Singers. This is Radcliffe Hall, presenting for NBC, Best of All. Tonight we'll hear a number of distinctive selections in the Yuletide mood, including the Christmas story, The Small One, told to us by Bing Crosby. We'll also hear Shannon Bolin with excerpts from a new American opera, Jack Haskell and the Texture Singers. As always, the orchestra is directed by Skitch Henderson. Ladies and gentlemen, the musical director of Best of All, Skitch Henderson. Thank you, Radcliffe, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, everybody. The spirit of Christmas is made up of many traditions. It's a time when we like familiar things, things that remind us of Christmas in the past. At Christmas time, it seems that the familiar things become new again, and, well, you've probably trimmed more than one Christmas tree, but each year there's a special thrill to that old custom. Most of the things we're going to play are well known to you. But tonight, we're going to try to add some very special ornaments. Red? Year after year, this song seems to express all of the joy and happiness of the season. Skitch Henderson presents Morton Gould's brilliant concert version of Jingle Bells. Thank you. 
When it comes to Christmas presents, girls these days seem to prefer things like diamonds or mink coats or a Jaguar sports car. But once upon a time, a fellow could get away with a partridge in a pear tree, two turtle doves, six geese. The texture singers recall those days with the old English song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth Day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six geese a-laying. Five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying. Five golden rings, four calling birds. Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight mates a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Nine ladies dancing, eight mates a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight mates a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Eleven pipers piping, ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight mates a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight mates a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Christmas brings all kinds of thoughts to different people. To each of us, Christmas brings its own hopes and dreams. And speaking of dreams, Jack Haskell is doing his Christmas dreaming early this year. And this is what he has in mind, set to music. Music 
Christmas dreaming A little song in the contemporary American composer style of Leroy Anderson. In the years ahead, this may become a traditional Christmas favorite. The orchestra directed by Skitch Henderson plays Sleigh Ride.
listening to Best of All, tonight a special program featuring Skitch Henderson, Shannon Boland, Jack Haskell, the Texter Singers, and Big Crosby's The Small Ones. This is the NBC Radio Network. Radcliffe Hall presenting part two of Best of All, featuring Skitch Henderson, Jack Haskell, and the Texter Singers. And during this portion of our program, we'll hear Bing Crosby narrate the Christmas story of The Small Ones, and Shannon Boland with excerpts from David Bruckman's new American opera, Barbara Allen. But now to capture a bit of the holiday spirit, here are the Texter Singers with Winter Wonderland. reminded us a little bit ago, Christmas is a time when we enjoy old familiar things. For instance, there are lots of ways in which we might express our greetings, but we still like to say, Merry Christmas. In the same way, we like to hear again the songs we've known all our lives, songs that have been sung for generations before us. Jack Haskell sings an old, old folk song that was a favorite of troubadours long ago, I Wonder As I Wander.
wonder as I wander out under the sky How Jesus the Savior did come forth to die For poor ornery people like you and like I I wonder as I wander under the sky. When Mary birthed Jesus, t'was in a Farmers and shepherds and all But high from God's heaven A star's light did fall And the promise of ages It then did Star in the sky or a bird on the wing or all of God's angels in heaven for to sing he surely could have Christmas story is told and retold year after year. And now and then a new legend is added to the traditions that make this such a special time of the year. A few years ago, Charles Tazewell wrote a Christmas story called The Small One. As soon as it was read by Bing Crosby on a radio broadcast, it became part of our Christmas heritage. We hear it now as Bing recorded it for Decca Records. The same winter sun that dances on the northern snow sprawls indolently at ease in the thick white dust of El Camino del Norte, Old Mexico. This is the hour of siesta, when the road belongs to the dust devils and the little brown lizards. Lying here in the shade of a pepper tree, a man can drowse and dream the strangest stories ever dreamed. Oh, may that be which stuff buzzing? Or is it a hornet? Oh, no, it's only a small boy berating a disreputable-looking donkey. Master, a donkey. A donkey you call yourself, a stupid donkey. A fine animal with a stout leg on each corner. A handsome tail to shoe off the flies. And two beautiful ears to point the way you are going. 
And what do you do with these wonderful things the good God has given you? Nothing at all. Pablo. You are a disgrace to all the donkeys of Mexico. Hey. Hey, Pablo. See? Oh, buenos dias, senor. Look, it's much too hot for all that commotion. But this donkey. What's the matter with him? What's he done? He has done nothing, but hmm? nothing. Hmm? Nothing is all he ever wants to do. Wise animal. Here it is, but two days before Christmas, when a load of wood could be sold in the village to buy gifts and a candle. But does he care? No. Well, there's no use getting upset about it. A donkey's a donkey. They're all alike. See, ungrateful and stubborn. Oh, no, no. You're wrong there, Pablo. Yes, but... I know, sure. Everybody says they are. They beat them and curse them and call them stupid. The trouble is, they don't know the truth about a little donkey. No? And what is the truth? It's not stubbornness at all. No, sir. Why, it's pride that makes donkeys so, well, kind of aloof. Aloof? That's right. Sun, rain, good luck, bad luck, what does it matter? Their pride is a shield against anything that man or the elements can do to them. I don't see what a donkey has to be proud of. Oh, he has. Yes, indeed. You see, a long, long time ago, a great honor came to one of them. An honor so great that it lifted him and all of the donkeys to a place that you or I or, or all the world might envy. I do not envy this donkey. Well, you should. You know why? Why? Because of all animals and of all men... He's already fulfilled his destiny. What is destiny? Well, the reasons for people being born or things created. Come on, bring your donkey over here in the shade. I'll, I'll tell you about it. Si, senor. Come on, Cupido. Hey. Hey, listen, Pablo, did you hear that? Only a donkey can make that sound with his hoofs on the stones of the road. Come on, lead him over here and listen to him. Pablo, once upon a Christmas Eve, there was a small donkey. He was 14 unhappy years old, and he'd worked hard and long for at least 14 masters. He was a valuable animal, senor? <laughs> oh, no. He wasn't much to look at. He was battered and scarred. His tail was like a piece of rope unraveled down at the end. Yes, and one of his ears stood straight up like a cactus plant. But the other one hung down like a wilted cabbage leaf. And on top of that, his off hind leg had a limp. What was his name? Oh, they just called him the small one. Small one? That's right. His latest master was a woodcutter who also owned four younger and therefore stronger donkeys. Was the woodcutter kind to him? His son was. It was this boy who took care of small one, made sure there was dry straw for his bed, and that the loads of wood weren't too heavy for small one's back. I guess the boy and the old donkey were what we call amigos. Right. Close, amigos. Well, one morning, the woodcutter called his son to him, and he said, Son? Yes, father? Son, I want you to take this donkey, the one you call Small One, to a shop just inside the town gate. He'll give you a piece of silver in exchange for the animal. You mean... You don't mean you're going to sell Small One? He can no longer do his share of the work. Yes, but... Even when carrying half the load of other donkeys... His worn-out legs tremble and his sides heave like a bellows. But he'll be strong as the others soon. Just give him but a few weeks. That old donkey is of no use. One day he'll drop dead on us up in the hills, a total loss. Yes, but he's mine. The shop you will take him to is the second on the left, 
as you pass through the town gate. But the second shop is the tanner's. His hide may be old, but it'll make good leather. But you can't do that to him. He's worked so hard. He's been so faithful. Come now. No crying over a miserable old donkey. Hurry right, now. Be off with you. Yes, and take good care not to lose that piece of silver on the way home. Well, Pablo, that small boy and his small donkey made a pretty sorrowful picture as they traveled along the road to town. People along the way wondered why the boy was crying. You see, they couldn't know that the small one's hoofs on the road were beating out the words, going to the tanners. Going to the tanners. That was very bad. Yes, it was. Well... It was early afternoon when the small boy and his small donkey went through the town gate. It was market day. And all at once the boy remembered there was a horse market in the square. Why, if he could sell a small one to some new and kind master, the little donkey wouldn't be killed. And yet his father would still have the piece of silver. And so holding tight the small one's rope and with his face streaked with dust and tears, the boy hurried to the horse market. Look at that proud head. See that flowing mane. Do I hear 65? Excuse me, sir. Would you like to buy a fine donkey? What is it you want, boy? This donkey. He's for sale. Price is very cheap. Only one piece of silver. That bag of bones? Huh. Go on. Go away or I'll take a stick to both your backs. Seventy. The bid is seventy. Do I hear more? Seventy-one. Seventy twice, sold for 70 pieces of silver. A fine bargain, my friend. Now, who has the next animal? Step up, please. Please, sir, would you try and sell this small donkey? Go away, boy. He's a very fine animal, not nearly as old as he looks. I told you to go away. He's terribly strong, and he eats very little. This is a horse market. We've no time to waste on donkeys. But a small donkey would take such a small time. <laughs> All right. All right, my boy, if you insist. My friends, a great bargain I have to offer you. The proud owner terms it a donkey. But being truthful, I would call it an animated pile of shaking bones. No, he isn't. He's strong. Observe how the moths have been at the hide. And the tail, is it a tail? I think it's the stub of a broom worn out from sweeping the courtyard. Don't say those things about him. Yes, a true museum beast, my friends. Moldy with age and loose in the joints. He's not like that at all. Ah, but we mustn't laugh, my friend, because its owner assures me that this animal is fine enough to share a stall with the king's horse. You can't make fun of him like that. He's a fine donkey, and he does belong in a king's stable. Yes, and maybe someday that's where he'll be. All right, all right, boy. Take your donkey and move along. We've got business to attend to. And now, my friends, that we've had our fun and disposed of the king's donkey, I have another animal. Well, the little boy and the little donkey left the marketplace, Pablo. The afternoon was slipping by. And the long shadows on the street told him that before long he'd have to start for home. And when he got there, 
He must have the piece of silver to give to his father. He tried stopping people along the street. He went from door to door, but no one in all the town seemed to want to buy a small, tired donkey. The sun was going down when he got back to the town gate. His hot tears fell on the small one's back. And the little donkey's head drooped so low that his limp ear almost touched the ground. And then, just as the boy was leading small one up the path to the tanner's door, a voice spoke to him. My son? Yes? Yes, sir? I have a great favor to ask you. Are you the owner of this small donkey? Oh, yes, sir. I have a long journey to make. My wife is not well. I have great need of a strong and gentle animal to carry her safely. Well, small one is very strong and very trustworthy. I can see that. Would you sell him to me? Oh, yes, sir. And the price is only one piece of silver. One piece of silver? Is... is that too much? Oh, no. A very reasonable price for such a beautiful animal. Well, I guess he's not really beautiful, but he's good. Yes, I believe you. And I'll be kind to him, I promise you. Here, here's your piece of silver. Come, small one. Do you mind... Do you mind if I come as far as the town gate? You see, the small one and I... Not at all. You'll want to say goodbye to him, of course. You can do that while I see my wife safely on his back. Here we are. Easy now, small one. Goodbye, small one. It isn't forever, you know. When I grow up and earn many pieces of silver, I'll buy you back. Won't that be wonderful, small one? All right, my son. We're ready to go. Wait, traveler. Yes, soldier? I must make out the record before you can pass through the town gates. Who are you? My name is Joseph. And your wife? They call her Mary. Your destination? Bethlehem. Fast, traveler. Come, small one. Good, Goodbye, small one. Be very gentle and sure of foot. And carry your safe to Bethlehem. And so Pablo the small one passed through the town gates and plotted the many weary miles to Bethlehem. And there in a stable, which became a king's stable, he saw a king born. A king of men, of centuries, of life, of death. Yes, and the small one's tired old eyes saw the shepherds and the wise men who came to pay homage to his small master. And he heard the voices of angels rejoicing the notes they sang were the very same ones his own hoofs had rung out on the stones of the road. And then it came to pass that all those who had laughed at his ragged coat and his limping gait and his drooping ear, they all envied the small one, for he had become a part of a great miracle. Oh, this was a long, long time ago, Pablo, but... You know, even today, all small donkeys, they stand and dream... Especially at Christmas time. Dream of the small one. The small one of Bethlehem. Now we're going to turn to a different kind of music on Best of All. 
This isn't a Yuletide selection, but we hope you'll find it a pleasant Christmas present. Skitch? Thank you, Red. My friend David Brookman has written an opera based on the old English ballad Barbara Allen. The libretto is by Edward Eager, and uh, Radcliffe, I wish you'd tell the people something about it. Gladly, Skitch. It's going to be premiered here in New York next Sunday at the YMHA workshop. And tonight, we'd like to introduce on the air three of the arias from this new work. For more than 300 years, minstrels have been singing this song about two young sweethearts who died for love. This is the way the opera opens, as sung by Shannon Bolin. After mixing a love potion for Jimmy Grove, Barbara imagines she already is the lady of Apple Tree Farm.
college home can never be at home to nobody at home with all the justice should come to call and is that all in a velvet dress of smooth and squeeze and I'll go up to London for the season and flirt with that If I find him pleasing Your teaser Oh, And I'll come back to you And you'll be so glad that I love you too You'll buy me a golden ring Or two Oh, is that what I'll do? In the final tragic scene, Barbara poisons Jimmy Grove when it seems she is about to lose him. On discovering that Jimmy really loved her, Barbara finishes the poisoned wine herself. Of his heart, a crimson flower and bright. 
You have just heard Shannon Bolan singing excerpts from David Bruckman's new opera, Barbara Allen, being premiered in New York next Sunday. Tonight we've presented this special program featuring Skitch Henderson, Shannon Bolan, Jack Haskell, and the Texter Singers. For the best of best of all, featuring George Gershwin's opera, 135th Street Blues. This is the NBC Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.